I'm here simply to remind you of the four words we just saw and the, what we call the WWE signature. Those four words are then, now, forever, and the most important word is together. Welcome to SmackDown! Welcome to the Yeah We Know Podcast, part of the Murray Knows Podcasting Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Rod, what are you hot about today? Well, I'm I'm hot about the fact that my journalistic integrity is not going to allow me, I feel, to speak on this particular situation we're about to emergency pod about as well as I could. I think I'm just going to mark out. I think I'm just going to fanboy out, perhaps throw too many laudatory roses to one Vince McMahon. So, Jimmy, what do you think if we bring in somebody from our not sports entertainment podcast, but our sports podcast, because this thing is kind of big news all across America, and see if Chris can help us talk this thing out. What do you think, Jimmy? I think it's a pretty good idea. Uh, Chris is uh, is known for all of his wonderful sports takes, especially with baseball, something you wouldn't know about, Rod. That's right. I, I, the baseball is not a bit with me. I have filled baseball with wrestling, and I couldn't be happier. And today was a big day in wrestling and not in baseball. But, Chris, thanks for coming back to the Yeah, We Know podcast, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. I love coming on this show. So, Chris, how did you first get the news? Let me ask you that. As, as somebody who's not in deep in the weeds with uh, Jimmy and I, all the, the wrestling sources we have, how did the news come across to you? What what notification, what what source would you like to quote? Uh, our producer, Jimmy Janriska. He's the one that apprised me first, and then I, I, I went and found a couple articles about it online. There you go. Yeah, Jimmy, you were the first one to break the news to me, but then I think it was a Yahoo Sports notification that beat ESPN. How about you? Yeah, it uh, it was it was the Twitter as always, and I saw that uh, I saw Vince McMahon's tweet, and I was like, all right, apparently that's it, it's over. Vince McMahon, he's old, Rod. He got old. He's tired. He's ready to hang it up. And what better time than a week before their second biggest pay per view of the year? Uh, nothing else going on, so you might as well uh, might as well just hang him up. Well, see, that's what I mean, right? I I understand, and we have talked about that particular situation a couple of times on this podcast, and you and I both were always smart enough to say that, hey, you never know how these things are going to mutate and change from a week-to-week basis, and I would even sometimes throw in, Jimmy, where are we at on the Vince situation, and sometimes you and I not had much to report, and then all of a sudden we're here, and all I can think about are all of the great things that Vince McMahon has brought to the wrestling world. So I'm I'm not great for the for the nuts and bolts part here, Jim. But perhaps we better uh, we better remind some folks who may be checking in with us now and didn't hear our couple past episodes. Sure. So uh, I mean, obviously he just sent out the tweet at 77. Time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then now forever together. And Vince McMahon right now is embroiled in a few different scandals. He's got about $21 million and at least four people uh, who he's paid off um, for um, let's alleged improprieties, uh, sexual improprieties. Uh, some might be a little bit more than just uh, uh, 
uh, both people saying yes and no power struggle at all uh, in there. So Vince is in a little hot water. He was removed of his CEO responsibilities a few weeks ago, and then he was still in creative, so he was still there. He's still Vince McMahon, and he still to this day owns the majority of shares for all WWE. Um, this was kind of something that you thought might come in with any other person in the world, but if anyone could get through it, it would be Vince McMahon. Obviously, it wasn't because I'm pretty sure it wasn't. He just woke up and said, wow, I'm old. I need to retire today. There were a couple other things that happened in there, Rod. Yeah, I would say that's true because I think, you know, to, to borrow an old wrestling adage that uh, I've heard uh, watching some uh, coverage about the uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels uh, screw job, right? Vince probably was going to go out on his back is what everybody kind of thought Vince, right? He was just going to go till he just almost couldn't go anymore. They just couldn't foresee a scenario where he would walk away because this has been his whole entire life, right, Chris? And in our pre-show feed fist fight a little bit, as we call it, we were talking about that. This man made wrestling on TV. He made it possible for WCW to challenge him and possibly beat him out. He then made it possible for AEW to now pop on the scene and challenge him and beat him out. I mean, this man is wrestling, right? This is kind of a, a crazy day to think about. Even somebody as old as you, Vince McMahon's always meant wrestling. <laughs> Listen, for the past 40-plus years, there has not been a wrestling fan out there that hasn't had their lives affected by Vince McMahon. Um, and to be honest, I was surprised. I don't know how he is going to become a normal person of society. He's been in wrestling for so long, he's institutionalized. Does he know how to be a regular person without having to deal with the weekly grind of the WWE universe? Oh, no. Are you going, are you going Brooks? from Shawshank Redemption on me here, Chris? What are you What are, what are you talking about? I'm scared, Jimmy. I don't want that to happen to Vince. That's not going to happen, is it, Jimmy? Chris, little Joe-pa? It's happening. <laughs> right? I know. It's uh, Well, here's the thing. I honestly think Vince would probably go in a different direction and just create something brand new and, and kind of go on that and get his, uh, his hands in there. Because I do not see, from everything I've heard, from everything I've seen, I, I can't see him just hanging out playing golf, you know? Yeah, that definitely doesn't seem like something Vince McMahon wants to do. I mean, it still seems like he's hitting the weights at certain times, even in his 70s. You know what I mean? Like, this dude's been around weight rooms. He, like, he likes big buff dudes. Like, yeah, I don't I don't see this guy just shrinking into the night. Now, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan have been named co-CEOs, Jimmy. Your first read on that is what? Never, ever works. You can't have two bosses. It's going to be tough. Now, I think the way they're going to do it is Nick Khan will be more of the business side Obviously, it's what he's done. It's what they brought him in here to do. Does he have a decent uh, resume when it comes to that, Jim? A decent resume. He's done a pretty good job with the WWE. I think every deal he's he's wanted to do has gotten done, except for like one or two. Uh, most notably, New Japan. They were trying to do some things with them, but that didn't work. But he got them a lot of money, and they've got a huge TV deal coming up uh, in the next couple of years. And then Stephanie might be more of the day-to-day -day CEO. It's kind of like The Office when Jim and Michael were uh, both were, 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 were head uh, uh, managers there. Uh, as you can see, didn't really work very well there either. So we'll see what happens. Um, if, if they truly do their separate ways, it can work for a while, but there's going to be power grabs all over the place. That is my question, right, Chris? I mean, as an outsider here, right, we could see a whole lot of palace intrigue. You know, uh, Vince McMahon has been the man in wrestling, and now all of a sudden this billion-dollar company, right, there's, there's, there's a bit of a struggle for power at the top, and that kind of money, that kind of power, we could see some unscrupulous characters here, no? 
Yeah, listen, if they're smart, they're going to write that into the show. Um, because it's definitely going to be an issue. Like, co-CEOs, co-commissioners, whatever you want to do, whenever it's just two people, there's always going to be a power grab. And then you also have Triple H, Stephanie's husband. He's right there. Is he going to get uh, talent relations back? Are they going to give him more power? Is he going to demand more power since she's the CEO? So there's definitely a lot of things that could happen. And I think they need to write that into the show. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think they need to stay far away from that as possible. Uh, as far as I don't think they should mention Vince at all until they see they're not they're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame until after he passes away because he's not going to want to go in. Um, I, I don't I don't think that they need to stay away from Vince. Uh, they need because I think more is coming out. The reason why he went out now is you got to believe some more stuff's coming out. I, I don't know what that would be, uh, but he was he was pushed out. I do want to read this to you. Uh, he sent an email to all WWE superstars. Hey, we're even going to talk about that WWE superstar uh, thing here in a little bit too. But this is the email he sent everybody. To all WWE superstars, as I approach 77 years old, OMG, am I really that old? I feel it's time for me to retire. I've thoroughly enjoyed sharing my passion, wisdom, and love of the business with you. No longer will you see the smiling, docile, level-headed, calm presence at Gorilla every week. Your dedication to WWE will ensure that our company will continue to grow and prosper. Our organization is nothing without you. You are WWE's only natural resource, chosen to perform in front of a global audience. You are all WWE global ambassadors. Carry the WWE flag wherever you go. Wave it high and proud. And bust your ass to be all you can be as a person and a performer. One other thing. I won't be with you, but I'll be watching. Remember to keep your hand hands up, grab a hold, and sell. By the way, SmackDown airs live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on Fox. Vince. Sounds like the chairman to me. Sounds like the chairman knew that was going to get leaked faster than anything else in the whole wide world. I got to get that plug in there. So, yeah, Vince is gone. Yeah, he is... Without Vince, wrestling would be completely different uh, than it is today. He took... Uh, WWE from his father. He, he purchased WWE from his father and then went and destroyed all the small territories. He bought out all their talent. Uh, he bought tape libraries and he made WWE a global phenomenon. But first he made it a nationwide phenomenon where everybody else seemed to be kind of second class. And he did the best he could to get as many different people in as possible. And that 80s, you know, the 80s boom of WWE or WWF at the time. Uh, is like no other. And, you know, when you say Vince McMahon, the second name that comes to your mind has got to be Hulk Hogan because he and Hogan together made Hulkamania the biggest thing in rock, in sports, in sports entertainment, you name it. It was huge uh, in 81, 82, or excuse me, um, in uh, 84, 85, 86, and then, of course, culminating in excuse me, in WrestleMania three uh, in 1987 with the, you know, one of the biggest matches of all time in Hogan and Andre. So uh, what, what a, what a weird world we live in, in the world of professional wrestling, Chris, don't you think? It's, it's weird, but it is great. And, and I remember probably more than most, those, those 80 years, uh, they were some of the biggest moments. Yeah. You were in your forties. <laughs> Uh, so, and, and that's the thing, like in the eighties there, you had such a huge array of talent and characters. 
You had a huge array of talent and characters during the Attitude Era. I mean, these are cornerstones of, of people when they get into wrestling that they remember the most. And he is directly responsible for that. Here, listen, here's what it is that what Vince did, right? Jimmy, you did a great job of explaining the nuts and bolts of wrestling there. But essentially what Vince was able to do through all of those things was he was able to put a professional sheen on a sport that was considered barbaric at times, that was laughed at at times because it was, you know, the outcomes were fixed and it wasn't real. And a little just, seedy, a little yeah, underground, yeah. Exactly, all of those things, right? And Vince was able to put a sheen on it, and he produced a nationwide star in Hulk Hogan, and then he produced a worldwide phenomenon in The Rock. Then he tripled down, and whether you like him or not, produced a pr another worldwide phenomenon on a smaller level in John Cena. I mean, the man has just churned out stars and packed arenas and sold pay-per-views and just changed the way that sports entertainment is packaged and sold, so much so that I think you see so many things happening in AEW right now that are like things that happened in the WWE and the WWF's history. And it's, I think that they don't want it to be that way, but it's just written in the cards that it almost has to be that way by the fates, because that's the way that the pioneer decided it in the first place. If that makes any sense, Jim. And no one worked harder than he did. You can say a lot of things about a lot of people, but Vince McMahon was 24 seven, 365, didn't care what time it was to his detriment. I'm assuming his health, his family and the other people who worked with him and for him's health and family. Uh, but he was there all the time working, trying to do the best in his mind, what the best was. And, you know, even if he didn't agree with it, he did his the best he could. And you can't really you can't really fault him for that. So, Jimmy, I want to let's spin it forward here creatively because that's Oh, yeah, I got a list. I was going to say that's the thing everybody wants to talk about here. So, as we state right now, Bruce Pritchard, who's been Vince's number two for a long time, is now head of creative. But I want to make a sports analogy here, Chris, so your ears will perk up on this. Anytime we see a coach change or a general manager change, in a sport team, we usually tend to go the opposite direction, and a lot of people will rush up to the top with all of these ideas they've been holding in their pocket for how they think things should be done. So, Jimmy, Bruce Pritchard, does he survive this for quite a while, or is he here as a figurehead for a little bit, and then within the power struggle, three, four months from now, we already see somebody new and creative? What do you think we're about to see? Well, uh, on SmackDown, Triple H, Bruce Pritchard, and, the, and then there was another guy, too, that people won't really know his name. They were kind of the, the creative on that. They did rewrite a little bit on SmackDown, but not too, too much. Uh, this is what I, I, th I think is happening here. So Triple H this week was named VP of Talent Relations again. That means John Laurinaitis is going to be gone. John Laurinaitis is also kind of mixed up in that Vince McMahon thing. So Triple H is he back sure in is. VP of Talent Relations. I think he, along with Stephanie and then obviously Nick Khan, they're going to really take a look and see who the best people for the job are in WWE uh, for creative. They might go outside WWE. I doubt it. Um, it'll probably be someone internal that uh, takes over creative. Uh, that's where the big struggle is going to be. And I think that they really need to take a look and see their whole philosophy has got to change. And obviously, WWE didn't know really about this until this week, I, I have a feeling. In fact, a lot of the wrestlers and, and people in the company didn't know, didn't know about it until Vince tweeted that out. Um, I've got a, I've got kind of a, a whole thing going on uh, with, with the, the goods and the bads coming up here. But I just I want to get Chris's take, too. Uh, Chris, in your mind... 
what is one thing that you would like to see either improved or changed moving forward now that we might have somebody else new? Okay, so as you guys know, I have been away from wrestling for a little while, and I came back this year. You guys got me back into it for sure. Um, one thing that I think is lacking, I've hit on this a couple times that I give Vince all kinds of credit for, but it feels as if there's not enough character development. Uh, some of the stuff I see now is is tired or retread or or not really fully formed out uh, like Edge getting backstabbed for no apparent reason. Uh, that storyline hasn't gone anywhere. So I, I want to see more character development, better characters, and better storylines in general. I think, and I think you can probably expect to see some of that happen. I think the way Vince was, he definitely micromanaged that type of stuff down to a daily basis. I think getting some new and fresh ideas will help tremendously. And I think uh, from what I've heard, Triple H did really good when he was in charge of it at NXT. Why not give him a shot to do that on Raw? Yeah, Triple H was in, in charge of NXT, and the biggest thing... The biggest disconnect from NXT to WWE is when any NXT person got brought up to WWE, it was like Vince McMahon never saw them before. And what they, they would have to prove themselves all over again. They got gimmick changes, name changes. So whoever is in charge of creative needs to be in charge of the entire creative process so we do get those people in. Um, Rod, I, I, what question I have for you, I'm going to throw a couple things off of both of you right now. The WWE had a directive to not bring in indie wrestlers for tryouts. It was college athletes for tryouts. Now that Vince is gone, do you think they should still keep in that direction? Should there be kind of a mix of college athletes and, and indie wrestlers, or should they just go back to indie wrestlers to bring in people who already know what they're doing? I'm going to push back against all of the uh, wrestling elite out there and say I'm for Vince's directive. I really am. I don't want to see guys that look like the janitor and guys that look like they should be a pharmacist out there in the ring. I really don't. Give me the big athletes. Give me the big boys. Give me the guys that are cut up. Give me the guys that are 6'3", that can jump, that can run. Because guys with those kind of athletic skills, if you can invest the time in them, 80% of those guys are going to be able to break on some level. Now, you're not going to create the next rock out of nowhere, but you're probably going to be able to get a lot of guys that can work pretty solid for you for a couple of years. And I am a fan of sports entertainment, so give me the charisma. I don't know that I'm a fan of the down-and-dirty, nuts-and-bolts, armory-style wrestling that uh, you're speaking about in the indie circuit. So that's so how my are you, answer. How are you liking NXT 2.0, then? You must love that show. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't have time for NXT, Jimmy. You know that. So NXT has everything you just said, but you're not watching it. Interesting. Okay, we'll move on to the next. Because um, I'm a brand loyalist, Jim. I'm a brand loyalist. You are, you are a Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins loyalist. So I, I understand that. Rod, what are your thoughts on belt versus championship thoughts? Can you call it a belt? Can you call it a championship belt? Oh, well, that's, you know, that's one that I try not to spend too much time focused in on, to be honest with you. That's one of those that I would be like, wow, really? I have to put brain power on this. But I guess I would say I prefer belt. I think I've said belt. Like it would be the belt is up for grabs. Belts are changing hands. I think I'm a belt guy. 
I also want this is my this is my number one wish, guys. Number one wish. On Monday, Pete Dunn and Walter come out. I want Pete Dunn back and I want Walter back. I want their names back. I know there's trademark stuff going on. I want those names back. I do not want Gunther and Butch. No way Gunther's starting Dunn to work. No, Gunther's, Gunther's starting to work. He's Walter. I want Walter back. He would be even stop better it. as Walter. You need to stop with this. Listen, of all of the crusades Name that is we Walter. Can fight on this podcast, Jimmy, you want Walter to be the hill you die on? Come on. Yeah, damn right I do because it's Walter. It's not Gunther. Although I love the Gunther and Nakamura feud. I think that's going to be great. Uh, but I would love to see those names back there. Uh, also, how about this? How about this, guys? How about we don't call it a championship opportunity match where we have it's just a non-title match? Can we just call it a non-title match, Chris? Or do we have to call it a WWE Tag Team Championship Opportunity Match? I don't listen. It's long, and they should think of something a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah, if if they're fighting to get the opportunity to fight for the belt, then then that needs to be said it's just because it's a non-title match that doesn't mean that necessarily that the winner would then get the opportunity to win the title after that but yeah if you have two contenders wanting to fight the guy with the belt make that like hey this is you got to win this and then you can fight for the belt like let them earn it that's what they do in boxing it works i really hope that we also see less rematches rod how many times do we have to see Bianca Belair wrestle the same person over and she's the most beautiful woman in WWE. It's Carmella. We love her. But do we really have to see 13 matches? Do we have to see that many, Rod? Yes, because the women's division right now is a landscape of barren wasteland. But we can get into that when we have one of our more just talking wrestling. Well, episodes. and then also that thank good transition there because I think one of the things that WWE has relied too much on is bringing in stars from the past. We have uh, Brock Lesnar, who is kind of he, he's a star from the past, but also a star from the present. But you have Goldberg. You bring these guys back and recycle and recycle and recycle when you're not making stars by yourself. And Chris brought up that good point earlier. Uh, better storylines, better character development. We've got to develop the characters today so we do not have Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar f- uh, f- fighting in the uh, main event of WrestleMania this year and next year and then two years well, I think from we're now. getting we there a little bit that. I think we're getting there a little bit we should have a little bit of hope here we've seen an awful lot of riddle recently right we're seeing Drew McIntyre yep. get cooked up a little bit Madcap Moss I mean we got to get a little more of a character for him but he's starting to get a little bit of heat they're inserting him in a few things Ezekiel aka Elias actually seems to be somewhat you? working dare you? I know he's not necessarily as young as say Theory and some of those others but like they're trying right now so if we get the right guy leading a different way and creative i'm sort of excited about where we can go but i still i'm not taking any shots at the chairman on the way out okay so here's here's another thing too brock lesnar i think we know how he felt on on vince mcmahon reports are he was pissed and he stormed out uh, of the building uh they did get him back in he was back in about 8 30 p.m from the reports uh, according to the wrestling observer so he was back in full time for the show uh the end of the show there but i think the number two person in the company who's just sitting back going so what happens to me now might be Theory, uh, who might get his first name back, I hope, Austin. Uh, theory sitting there saying, okay, Vince McMahon was the person who pushed me the biggest. And now Vince is gone. I wonder if Paul likes me 
I wonder if Stephanie likes me. I wonder if Nick Khan thinks I'm going to be uh, a, a world champion one day. Rod, let's go to you. Is Theory going to be still kind of pushed to the moon moving forward? I'm just going to flatly say yes because they've had him be on screen with Paul Heyman a few times. And I don't know what Paul Heyman's actual job title is going to be moving forward, but as long as he is involved in the WWE, his opinion and his knowledge and his storytelling ability are revered. So if Heyman is willing to work with him a little bit on screen, I think that means good things for Theory. Chris, you think Theory's uh, safe here? Um, I don't think it's going to shoot straight to the moon like Vince would have probably pushed him. But I think Rod's correct. If he does work with that Paul guy, then he will probably at least stay a more of a focal point, especially week to week, because he shows up week to week. Yeah, he does. And that's something that WWE needs a lot right now, because their current uh, World Universal Champion uh, is kind of a part-timer. You know who agrees with you, Jimmy? The Scottish warrior, Drew McIntyre. Yes, he does. He wants to He wants to fight. He wants to fight Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns isn't anywhere to be seen. Which brings me to my next question, and we'll go to Chris. Are they keeping the belts unified, or are we going to see the belts split again and to go to two different brands? What do you think, bud? I think you need to have them separated soon, I would think. Uh, what have they been unified for? For about a year now, maybe? Uh, um, it was uh, WrestleMania. So okay. April. Okay, so, so really not that long. Months. Still, like three months. Year, three months. You're old. So if you're going to have it be held as a universal title by one guy, that guy cannot be a part-timer. I think if you're going to have a, a part-timer hold it, it's got to be separated. Okay, Rod? I'm going to go against that. I think that the, all the belts need to be unified, and I think we need to stop having certain people perform on Raw and on SmackDown. We can clearly go back to some sort of a split at some point because I understand workload's going to be difficult for certain people, but right now in this era of transition and new creative, maybe trying to push new people, I think we got to have all the belts unified and our Money in the Bank winner can pop up on either show, our Intercontinental Champion is on either show, our Tag Champs are on either show, and I think that can bring about an extra level of intrigue. Yeah, they haven't done anything with the uh, the women's tag team championships who have been vacant for a while. We'll get to that here in a minute as well. I, I think they I like it that it's one champion because it's always tough to explain to people when they say, oh, who's the WWE champion right now? Well, they'll ask WWF. And I'll say, well, it's Roman Reigns and it's Kofi Kingston. Like, what are you talking about? Who's no, who's the champion? And then, yeah, I got to get into this whole thing and people say, well, it's kind of stupid. Uh, and I kind of agree with that. I understand that there's two different brands, but there really hasn't been for quite some time now. People are showing up on both shows. And if you do the booking correctly, you can have one champion like every other company in the world does. And I think it just it just heightens that belt more. And if you take away uh, one set of the tag team championships, which you know you have, you have a unified cha- champions right now. Keep the belts, make make the new belts. I actually go back to the old black uh, uh, gold-plated 80s to 90s belts. That would be fantastic. Um I think we do that, and it's going to be a better product overall. And then speaking of tag team champions, does this open the door for Sasha Banks and Naomi to come back now that Vince is gone? Uh, Rod, any uh, any thoughts on if we get to see Sasha and Naomi back anytime soon? 
Listen, I, I've i kind of done this in the past. It's the one thing that I'm sort of afraid of. Like, the Sasha Banks stands out there, I don't want any part of them. So I'm just, I'm going to pass on this. Whatever whatever okay. Sasha Banks wants to do is fine with me. I don't want any part of having an opinion <laughs> on Sasha Banks with the vitriol that exists for people that seem to have a, a anti-Sasha Banks opinion out there. Don't at me. Um, Chris, what do you think about Sasha and Naomi? You're not afraid. Um, Listen, I only knew... Uh, their names through like the WWE Diva show and things of that nature. I had never seen them wrestle, so I do not miss them. Okay, you don't really care. So I would love to see them back as just just to give more depth to the uh, to the women's division. Sasha Banks is a, a terrific performer. Uh, you know, she has had injury history. She's got some backstage stuff going on as well. But you know, I've always thought that she's done a great. You job. You want Kyrie Irving on your team, Jimmy? You want Kyrie Irving on your team? I think there's a little difference between those two. A little bit of difference between those. See, I just got myself in trouble. I said I wasn't going to get in trouble, and I got myself in trouble. We just got pinged for like twelve. Wow, we're we're not. This isn't even live. How do people know? I know. Um, But uh, I I think I think that having a deeper uh, roster would be good, and I think that's what Triple H is going to do. Triple H uh, had his uh, favorites. You know, I I would love to have seen Adam Cole and and Keith Lee still be in in NXT, maybe bring them up. Uh, Johnny Gargano is a free agent. Bring him up, maybe uh, bring him over to WWE. I think Ciampa, who Triple H loved, I would hope, Rod and Chris, that we see Ciampa uh, get a little bit above where he is now. What are you talking about? He's running with the A-lister. He's running with Mr. Awesome himself. Come on. He shows up at the end of Miz TV every time it happens. What more could Ciampa want? Moving on to the next part of the podcast, uh, I think we're also going to get to see uh, Michael Cole Cook, Rod. I think you're going to be very excited. Uh, Vince mentioned in his letter or in his email to everybody that he's, you know, his Calm Cool Collective, obviously tongue-in-cheek on that one. I think McAfee and, and Cole are going to have a lot more fun on commentary. They're going to be let loose a little bit more, and it can only get better from there, don't you think, Rod? No, Michael Cole shouldn't change a damn thing. He's been a GOAT and a Hall of Famer and a legend for 25 years for a reason. Don't start changing on me now. I think McAfee's basically been able to say whatever. He's been a Maverick since he joined in, so I don't think Pat's going to be that much different. You guys worship the ground he walks on anyway because of his radio show, but no, Michael Cole, don't change on me. I think Michael Cole wants to change a little bit, so I think that'll be good. I think a lot of those buzzwords, I, they're going to be wrestlers, hopefully, instead of sports entertainers. Uh, I, I, I think you're going to be able to say the word wrestler again. I think that'll be wonderful. Uh, Kevin Dunn right now, the director, uh, he may be on his way out. He's been with Vince this whole time. and now He's got a great you, relationship with Fox, I hear. That's pretty important. Whenever you see a beatdown and you see 55 camera cuts, that's Kevin Dunn right there instead of just one single camera cut seeing the beat down. So there's a lot of things that can happen. We're going to get to this. But just remember, with change, uh, that does come time. So this just happened. You're going to see a little bit of changes to start. But over the next three to six months is when you're really going to see what the direction of the company is going. You're going to see who's going to be in charge of creative, whether it's a Paul Heyman or whether it's someone else who you don't know about but maybe has been huge in in backstage at WWE for a while. Maybe it's Triple H, maybe it's Stephanie, maybe it's Shawn Michaels. Who knows? Uh, But it's an exciting time. The sexy boy? He's doing a lot of work in NXT right now, so it's an exciting time. Hit Michael's Uh, music right now. I'd freak out. That's incredible. It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, it's a sad time because it is truly the end of an era. Something has happened that we never thought we would see until the day he passed away. Uh, but Vince McMahon is gone now. Is he gone forever? 
at this point, yes, but never say never say forever in, in the WWE, and that's how never say there's no chance in hell, right, Jimmy? And with that, you've been listening to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the Morning You Know podcasting network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Well, I like Stephanie McMahon had a little tear in my eye when I heard the news about Vince walking away and I'm not the daughter of the man that created it. So I have to give a lot of props to Stephanie McMahon for being able to be out there in the ring and hold that together. And uh, like I just made the joke there. I'm a little sad mainly because there's no chance that I'll ever get to hear no chance in hell hit on the Titan Trot again. Goodbye, Internet. I've got an insatiable appetite for life and I want more, more, more. And I'm a victim of what came out of your demon-infested womb. Women. I enjoy destroying lives. You and God versus me, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and the product of my semen is my son, Shane. Great. You might have some support from this audience, but 95% of them are idiots. My testicles are the size of grapefruits. Whoa! The boss is here!